Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell America sent you. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH icon on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. And of course, NASHFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base. But again, you go and check us out on all podcasting platforms, at least the major ones. Um, and some that I've never heard of before. So, I mean, I guess that would be minor ones. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just pretty easy to catch the program now. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. So blessed to have that happening. Um, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. That is our social media platform. Join the conversation there. Um, 
course, hope everybody had a great Halloween last night, kids and adults alike. Hope you did reach for that William Grant product, as I kept uh, asking you to, uh, if you were partaking in a few libations uh, during the celebration. Uh, happy birthday, New Orleans Saints. Yeah, happy birthday, New Orleans Saints. Uh, again, um, November 1st, 1966, uh, the NFL awarded the uh, city of New Orleans a uh, NFL franchise. Of course, it took some haggling with, uh, within Congress uh, for it to make it happen. When, when Louisiana was once, again, even a small state, a, um, uh, a very, very powerful in terms of our congressional delegation. Um, and, of course, um, it was Hale Boggs, F. F. Edward A. Bear. Uh, we go right down the line of, again, the, uh, uh, the uh, Russell Long uh, and, and a, a, a quite a few others that were very, very powerful. Uh, back then, and uh, the NFL was going through an antitrust um, situation with the AFL, and uh, the NFL was looking for an a, a, a uh, trust exemption. Uh, in order to get that, um, they had to go through, again, the Louisiana congressman. And, um, of course, so the story goes that uh, there was a negotiation going back and forth, and uh, ultimately uh, Pete Rozelle had to acquiesce uh, in order to be able to get the bill passed, to be able to protect the NFL from antitrust. And uh, out of that came the New Orleans Saints. And, of course, we're glad they did. Of course, there's been some ups and downs and more downs and ups uh, throughout their tenure here in New Orleans. Even, again, the, uh, you know, the, the multiple times that, uh, it was a, that, that we thought this team was going to move, you know, starting with uh, John Meekham. Who thought it was going to move the team to um, uh, Jacksonville? And I can remember this like like it was yesterday. Um, the helicopter land, landing on Gator Field uh, in the old Gator Bowl uh, with Bum Phillips and uh, John Meekham getting out and meeting again the governor of Florida and you know all the talk about again them moving to Jacksonville. And of course Edwin Edwards was the governor then, and he was working feverishly behind the scenes to be able to try to keep the team here. Uh, the Pritzker family out of Chicago. Uh, looked like they were going to be the front runners to buy the team and keep it here, but then there were some rumblings that they were not, might, might not keep the team here if they if they got it. Uh, you know, Chicago's still looking for a second team when it comes to the NFL, and they believe they can they can support one, uh, or support two rather. Uh, and then here comes this this car dealer that really again nobody really knew. Okay, I mean, how many people really knew Tom Benson around here? Nobody really knew him. We knew he was a uh, you know he was a car dealer dealer, and that was about it. And, uh, of course, him, along with, again, many, many partners in Texas and also in New Orleans, came together with a conglomerate to be able to buy the Saints. It was like $63 million, right up in there. And, um, uh, of course, uh, the rest is history from that point. Tom Benson uh, immediately uh, hired Jim Finks, who hired Jim Moore, who was coming over from the USFL. Uh, the USFL was, was folding. Uh, Moore had a keen um, um, knowledge of, again, the players within the USFL. Uh, Jim Finks, obviously, again, coming from baseball with the uh, Chicago Cubs, where, he, where again, they, they had made it to the World Series. Um, and um, uh, he goes back, goes back into football after, again, being with Minnesota for so many years and, and of course, building that great dynasty, um, even though, again, they, they never won a Super Bowl. And uh, all of a sudden, the fortunes of the Saints changed. Uh, again, from Bum Phillips' last to from Bum, two, two of Bum Phillips' drafts, which really, again, um, uh, put some uh, some really, really good and, and future Hall of Famers as well as, again, future Saints Hall of Famers on that roster. And then, of course, with Moore and Finks coming in, 
they quickly changed the fortune of the New Orleans Saints from, again, losers to winners. And what a, what a time it was, again, during that time uh, in, in the late 80s, into the 90s, uh, when, when the Saints' fortunes turned around in this town, which was going bananas. Uh, and, and then, of course, came uh, uh, Katrina, right before Katrina, uh, the back and forth between the, 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 uh, the state and the Saints, trying to keep the Saints here. Uh, Tom Benton, Benson threatened to move them to the, uh, to, to, the, to the West Coast, to Los Angeles, moving them to um, uh, possibly the uh, Gulf Coast, moving them over to, over to, over to um, Biloxi, uh, Gulfport. Uh, I mean, and, 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 you know, saying that the Superdome was, was a garbage stadium. And, uh, of course, then came 2005 in Katrina and uh, saying that, um, you know, that the Saints were going to be Texas's team and move the team to San Antonio. If it wasn't, again, for Paul Tagliabue and, 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 of course, Roger Goodell, Arnie Filco, again, who gave up his dream job, this team might be in San Antonio right now. But, again, forced to come back to the city of New Orleans. Uh, another twist of fate happened, again, with um, uh, Mickey Loomis, and, uh, and uh, also Tom Benson asking uh, the commissioner for a list of names that they thought uh, might be some young and up-and-coming coaches. And they pick a guy named Sean Payton. I mean, a, a little-known offensive coach who, again, was best known for having the play-calling duties taken away from him in New York, right, from, from Bill Parcell. And who would have known that that guy would have turned into be, again, the, the juggernaut of, of a coach in terms of not just player personnel, uh, again, motivation, his offense was, it was again, uh, ahead of its time. Changed the face of the NFL on the offense with his offense. And then, again, a guy who, had a, uh, who, was, who was diagnosed as a, uh, as with his shoulder that he would never play again, uh, a flooding quarterback coming out of San, San Diego. They got turned down uh, by, uh, by Miami and ended up ha- having to be able to sign with the Saints, much like Sean Payton got turned down by Green Bay, ended up having to sign with the Saints. Uh, all I can say is God was smiling on us back in, back in 05 after the largest man-made disaster in the history of this country because then the, the, the Saints' fortunes changed from, you know, Jim Haslett and Mickey Loomis running this organization to Sean Payton running it. They go, they go to the NFC Championship uh, in, in 2005, which was unexpected. And then from that point forward, Sean Payton really took, we became the most powerful person in the building. And slowly but surely, he built that 2009 juggernaut of a, of a Super Bowl team and, and really a team that, you know, as we start talking about in more modern times, that uh, when you look at this New Orleans Saints team, uh, they, they should have won at least two, maybe maybe three Super Bowls with, with the, the cast that they had and a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. If anything, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was heartbreaking for Saints fans, but it was the best of times considering, again, where this franchise was for so many decades in terms of an ineptitude. Uh, but uh, when, you, when you look at it, um, yeah, they, they fell short. There's no doubt about it. They had, they had enough talent to win at least two more, at least two more, okay? And some, some say three more, but they didn't do it. They underachieved in that, from that point. And, of course, because of that, we are facing what we're facing today, uh, which is, again, the, the, the credit card coming due on, on the salary cap. You know, they kicked this thing, this can down the road. I'm going to talk about it in a couple of minutes um, as far as they could. And uh, unfortunately, it did not turn into a Super Bowl before Breeze retired and Peyton, uh, again, didn't retire but quit uh, looking for greener pastures. You look at the scope of everything now, and look, I know a lot of people were, were throwing bouquets at Peyton on the way out. I wasn't. And if you look at my social media platform, okay, uh, he looked at the landscape of what was going on in this, with this team, not just this year, 
But over the next few years, not having a legitimate um, starting uh, franchise-type quarterback, the dead money that they're going to have to absorb over the next few years, and he realized that for him, that again, it's been not, not, not just because he had total control, but maybe the passions were greener for him because the last thing he wanted to do was taint his legacy uh, at the possibility of getting into the NFL Hall of Fame. He's got one Super Bowl. He's got a prolific offense, but he's not guaranteed, a, uh, again, a spot in the Hall of Fame. He probably has to win one more. And he didn't do that here in New Orleans, so he'll be searching for a franchise in which he can, he can jump on to be able, again, get that second Super Bowl to solidify himself in, in, into the NFL Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, uh, Mickey Loomis and, and the Saints and Saints fans are left with the ruins of, again, uh, unex, un, unfulfilled expectations uh, when, it, when it comes to um, uh, the Saints from, from this point forward for the next four years probably, two, two to four years at least. Uh, where, again, they're going to have to be able to work themselves out from under the cap hell that they're in now uh, and, and get back to a situation where they can get lucky again because that was luck, okay? Nobody thought Drew Brees was going to come in and be who Drew Brees was, and nobody thought Sean Payton was going to be who Sean Payton was. Uh, it just happened. Lightning struck twice, and thankfully for us, which we, everything we were going through in the aftermath of Katrina, come on. Uh, we needed something like this. And we got it. Uh, and, and fortunately, again, a lot of us can hang our hats on it. Look, I still got all kind of memorabilia from the Super Bowl. It was one of the greatest times of my life, having a chance to be, again, be on Radio Row, um, you know, broadcasting from there, going to the game, uh, being part of that celebration for the week down in Miami. It's something I'll never forget. And, and a lot of us, you know, for, in our lifetime will say, you know what, it was worth it. And, and that's where the Saints are today. When you, when you gauge this in its totality, was it worth it? And you know what? Maybe not for what we're going to be looking at for the maybe it won't be the best of times, but those were the best of times. At least in my mind, they, they were worth it. It was worth trying to go for. It's unfortunate, that, again, that there, there wasn't a um, uh, more of a dynasty, but it is what it is. It's funny. I, I got this. Um, I picked up something at one of our craft fairs here in the city that, that said that um, uh, it talked about winning the Super Bowl, and it said the best is yet to come. Well, the best never really did come after that. It was a lot of heartache and, and, and a lot of expectations that weren't fulfilled. But it was the best of times for, for the New Orleans Saints. So happy birthday, New Orleans Saints. Uh, this is a, it was a meteoric change for the city in terms of its economy. Uh, we were a Super Bowl destination, okay, for, for the longest time because, again, owners wanted to be here. Owners had their meetings here. The old school owners loved New Orleans. Uh, the Superdome was built, obviously. Again, what that build, building is meant for the city of New Orleans and the state of Louisiana, uh, and the Saints being the catalyst for that. So, again, a lot of good things have come out of the New Orleans Saints uh, being here. And, again, now Mrs. Benson, uh, as, as, again, we look forward, her, again, already saying that she's going to keep the Saints here. She's going to keep the Pelicans here uh, until her death. And then, of course, giving her fortune to charities here in the city of New Orleans Folks, again, you cannot put a monetary price on what is going to happen uh, after Mrs. Benson passes in terms of, again, uh, how this will lift all boats in this city. This, is the, this could be the catalyst for the change of, bring, of bringing New Orleans back to being the queen city of the South again. You're talking about astronomical money. There have been um, plantation owners. There have been rich men and women in this city. Uh, like the Wisners, et cetera, that have given money to the city, okay, and donated their fortunes to the city. But there is nothing on the scope of what Mrs. Benson is going to give this city, okay, when, when she passes, that will ultimately, again, 
that transport us in, 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 in back to where we were at one time, the way we slipped over the last 50 or 60 years. That, that, is, how, that is how big uh, this situation is in terms of the, the, of, of, the, of the gift that will be given to the city of New Orleans uh, and charitable organizations uh, across this city, from education uh, to, again, building um, uh, 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 companies, uh, new companies coming in, uh, the ability to be, again, maybe, again, hopefully, although, again, it's not being going to be used for this, uh, you know, help us with our infrastructure. Uh, you know, what, the, 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 again, this is the, 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 the sky is the limit. So it, this New Orleans Saints, in essence, have been the gift that keeps on giving. They really are. Might not like, again, some of the things that have happened on the field. I don't like some of the things that happened during the Benson era, okay, turning your back on your hometown. But at the end of the day, Mrs. Benson has kind of smoothed that over, again, for what she's going to do when she passes. And, again, in making that gift to the city of New Orleans. And I think we all should be grateful for that. And if you see her on the street, uh, I mean, if you see her somewhere, thank her, okay? Thank her for what's coming because she, uh, she is going to, and, again, Mr. Benson had a lot to do with that. He built the fortune. It's hers now. But she's giving, she's giving it back to the city of New Orleans. Uh, and hopefully, again, with that, stay, is, it means that the Saints and the Pelicans will stay here long term as well. All right, uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you are looking for a company you can trust with your air conditioning system, heating system, maybe that APCO whole home treatment system, maybe, again, you're looking for a generator for your business or your home, maybe electrical work, okay? They've got that for, uh, covered for you. It really has become, again, a one-stop shop for, for pretty much everything you need uh, when, it, when it comes to those particular um, uh, disciplines. Uh, again, uh, company you can trust. Trusted John Burkhart over 30 years. The expertise, again, of his company, his sons, Jason and Josh, one of those 15 trucks in the field, and also his wife, Kathy, in the office, truly a family-owned and operated business. You can trust Burkhart. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, the NFL trading deadline is coming and gone. Uh, as expected, the Saints did not make any moves, despite all that bad information that was circulating on social media message boards. Ladies and gentlemen, all you got to do is listen to this program. I have been telling you for weeks, the Saints are handcuffed to their stars. Period. Handcuffed to them, okay? There is no scenario where the Saints could have traded a star player, okay? Just kind of talked about it. The restructuring of contracts over the last five years to try to win a, la- a, a second Super Bowl with Breeze has made it impossible to trade about 90% of the roster. Impossible, okay? Sure, they could have moved off of Davenport or maybe a guy like Callaway, but again, uh, at the end of the day, what team's going to take them? Because, again, they would be a restricted or unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. There'd be no guarantees they would re-sign. Then they had all the fake news I kept hearing over the last couple of weeks. And, and, and some of the individuals that are in this media market that, that, again, that put this crap out there ought to be ashamed of themselves. Honestly, you're putting out bad information. Uh, you know, talking about Cam Jordan's going to be uh, traded. Alvin Kamara's going to be traded. Tom, Michael Thomas is going to be traded. It wasn't happening. I told you this weeks ago it wasn't happening. Okay? The information is readily available for you if you want to go look for it. And people in our business... You need to go look for it. It's your job to go look for it. We knew, again, we've known that the Saints credit card was coming due. It's due now. Okay, it's due now. I mentioned it yesterday. The new TV deal is not going to help them either, okay? Uh, The new deal kicks in in 2023. The COVID-19 losses that that they had back in 2020 have been moved forward. So that's going to restrict the cap from ballooning in 24 and 25. It'll move up, but it won't balloon to what a lot of people thought it was going to be. So the Saints are cap-strapped, and their draft pick poor, and that's just the way it is. Then they went going mortgage this year's first-round pick, 
as, uh, as they have the cap for the last few years. So it's going to come down to doing some, uh, some creative accounting for the New Orleans Saints to absorb some bad contracts, okay, like Michael Thomas, Andres Pete, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's got dead money. Okay? He's got dead money this year. He's got dead money next year, even if he's not here, okay? And others, if they want to move on from them in, in 2023. So there's a lot of dead money out there, okay? Um, on the other hand, if the Saints do trade those veteran stars, the team that gets them will be getting in a bargain, okay? Because the Saints are going to be responsible for all the bonuses, okay, that, that, they, that they restructured. Uh, basically, only the other teams will be responsible for, for the salaries and, and, the bon- and, and if any, there were any bonuses that were not touched in, in any of you know, the restructuring of those contracts. So they get a pretty good deal because they'll get a pretty good player and they'll get them at a cheap price against their cap. Meanwhile, the Saints will have to absorb all that money they restructured, uh, which is, again, dead money. Um, that's why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen. I've said this over and over again. For this team this year to turn it around and make the playoffs, hopefully get hot and make a run, okay? Uh, they, they whiffed on, 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 on another Peyton Breeze Super Bowl, right, uh, before they both left. So the future's bleak. If this group cannot be competitive, and we saw a little bit of that on Sunday with the 24 to uh, nothing shutout of the Raiders, what we expected them to be all season long. Hopefully that is not just a blip on the radar screen. And this is who we're going to see for the rest of the season. They played like we thought they were going to play. They need to play that way for the rest of the season, okay, because to justify, uh, you know, uh, uh, a lot of the moves that have been made in the offseason where, again, you know, trading number one picks, et cetera, still trying to be able to, 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 to stay relative and competitive. Uh, at, at some point, uh, the bottom's going to drop out, and it's coming over the next two seasons. Saints are $50 million over the cap next year, okay, right now for the 2023 season. And they're going to be forced to eat more dead money after the season when players become free agents. Uh, the Saints are in cap hell. And, and Loomis, who, again, has been the architect of this cap debacle, it's not going to be able to be able to maneuver his way out of it this time. It's just not going to happen, okay? The Saints have kind of reached the end of the road when it comes to the, the restructuring of contracts. Uh, they're cap-strapped, they're draft-pick poor, and they don't have their quarterback of the future. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, this is this is it. They've got, they've got to be able to somehow get squeeze as much as they can out of the roster that they have right now this year, hopefully into next year, and, uh, and get a little lucky like they did with Breeze, like they did with Peyton. I mean, it's got to be a little bit lucky, and hopefully they can do that uh, going forward. And I've said before, everybody thinks, again, Sean Payton is going to – the trading of Sean Payton is going to be the elixir that, that, that cures it all. No, it's not. Because, there, there's a, there, there, again, there's a backstory there, and I've talked about it over and over again on this, on this program. The backstory is that, yes, you might be able to get a bunch of players – and, and a bunch of draft picks. And more than likely, it's going to be draft picks because the Saints can't absorb players' salaries. So they'll be getting a slew of draft picks. First of all, you've got to make something out of those draft picks because that's cheap labor. Saints have been trading their draft picks away. They don't have the cheap labor that, that they normally with teams would have. And then the other part of that is, I'm telling you, Peyton's raiding this organization. Uh, whether, whoever is one of the tops in their field on this, on this, on, on, in this organization, he's going to do everything in his power to bring those people over to him. And if you've got a sinking ship like you've got right now, okay, where, again, this team's going to be cap-strapped and draft-picked poor for the next couple seasons, uh, there'll be a lot of guys that are going to be demanding ship and, and heading off, off with Peyton. And it, it is what it is, whether that be, again, coaches, whether it be those within the front office, whatever it's going to be, even players, 
uh, or former players that are, uh, of this team that, again, he'll, he'll scoop up because they know his system and they know the Peyton way. So, again, I'm not here to be gloom and doom on, on the Saints' birthday. I'm just being I'm, – I'm laying it out for you, okay? Uh, we all knew the credit card was going to come due one day. We just hope that have a couple Super Bowl, Super Bowl championships under their belt so it would make it feel a little bit better saying, well, you know, we got three Super Bowls, right? It was worth every bit, bit of it. We got one, and to me it's worth it, but it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt for a while, and they're going to have to really draft well over the next few years uh, to augment, again, some of these, some of these big-dollar contracts that have been restructured so many times that uh, they are just dead money waiting to be, uh, to be processed uh, with the Saints credit card. It is where we are. It is who we are. It, it is, again, but it's something that, let's face it, 99.9% of us, me included, we're all in on. We're all in on. In Loomis, we trust. Loomis is going to handle a cap. We're not worried about the cap. Loomis will manufacture money. We'll be able to sign whoever we need to sign. Don't worry about it. We got it under control. We did. But then now we don't because it is come due. It is come due. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, hopefully this is a season where, again, now at three and five, uh, they, they, they can, oh, what is it, next nine games left, that they can turn this, turn this thing around um, uh, going forward. So uh, hopefully that, that, that will give everybody a little bit more uh, to cheer about uh, as we go forward in the future. All right, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Metairie. Uh, I don't care where you live, folks, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, everybody's looking for a tire, co- uh, a, a tire shop that they can trust, where they get the best tires, the best deals, uh, and, of course, service after the sale. Everybody's looking for a mechanic shop they can trust when their car is out of warranty and you don't want to keep having to go back to the dealership. You found it with Southern Tire. The Piazza family has owned this business since 1972. Um, uh, Tony Piazza, his wife Susie, his, his daughter Jen, and his son uh, Tony Jr., all working there at Southern Tire. It's beautiful, okay? They're, they're, and, and, of course, uh, the latest when it comes to diagnostic equipment, you get it at Southern Tire. Also, uh, wheels and tires of the 30 inches, financing is available. Uh, again, a, a company can trust. They're not going to gouge you or cheat you. They got, they got a reputation to uphold since 1972. Okay, you don't stay around in this city that long by not taking care of your customers. Just, it, it's a simple fact. And the Piazza family will work with you. And look, another thing is, so many times now mechanic shops want to tell you, leave your vehicle and, and we'll get to it. And, and, and it's there for three weeks, you know, maybe in, in some cases months. I can tell you right now, Southern Tire is going to do everything they can to get your vehicle in and out, okay? They don't want your, your vehicle on their lot just waiting to be, to be serviced. They want to get you in and out, and they're going to do everything they can to do that. You want a company you can trust when it comes to your vehicle at Southern Tire? Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers, including that diagnostic page where you can troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle and bring it on over to Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Southern Tire, here can airline in Metairie. Coming up next, Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Details of TigerDetails.com. He'll be followed by Matty Hudak of, uh, of uh, Saints Wire and also the Tulane Sideline Report at 515. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. 
This report is sponsored by Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag. Wendy's Biggie Bag is still just five bucks. Get a double stack junior bacon cheeseburger or crispy chicken BLT plus four piece nugs, small fries, and a small drink. Grab your bag at Wendy's today. Includes choice of double stack JBC or crispy chicken BLT with four piece nugs, small drink, and fries. U.S. price and participation may vary. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. 10 westbound, your delays are steady from just past Bonneville to Clearview. Also, the golf delay solid 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady right at Canal Boulevard and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection, look out for backups from before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also, look out for delays steady if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you're eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Join us on the program now from Tiger Details, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Details Smith, to be exact. Jimmy, welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? Doing well, brother. How have you been? 
I've been good. I've been good. Glad to have you back. Big week again, LSU, Ole Miss. Plus, again, you got a little information on the Saints uh, injuries that I would like you to be able to disseminate to the audience before we get out of here this afternoon. But it's a big week for LSU. And, look, who would have saw this at the beginning of the season, especially with Florida State, uh, even again, uh, even up to the Tennessee game, uh, well, before really, again, Jaden Daniels really, again, really kind of caught fire and this team really kind of came into its own. Um, you know, I, I think they got a puncher's chance of being able to beat them, beating Alabama this week. I mean, I, and I know that's probably pie in the sky to a lot of people, but I think they're playing that well right now. And I wouldn't have said that uh, four weeks ago. I would have thought this would have been a blowout. Uh, but I think they're a lot closer than uh, than uh, than maybe they were four weeks ago, simply because the Tigers are playing so well. And you know, Jimmy, I'm interested to see how Brian Kelly and his staff are going to are going to create a game plan with again a couple weeks to prepare for Alabama. Uh, you know, uh, and and uh, you know, they're, they're being their their total focus. Give, give me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, I think you know, I, I think you said a lot of good things there, and I think the one uh, one advantage from the coaching aspect that. LSU has over Alabama is LSU's far more familiar and they have far more film with what Nick Saban does at Alabama with his staff um, than what they do at LSU. You know, it's been a, things have changed quite a bit. I don't know if you've noticed that the, the formations, the play calling, the play design, all these things have changed almost week to week as this new staff learns its new personnel and trying to find ways to build a system around what they have. And that's why we've seen them kind of find a stride uh, in recent weeks as they're becoming more familiar with each other, right? Playing to their strengths uh, instead of instead of trying to enforce your will, if, if you will. So I think there's an advantage there for LSU, and I do think um, they have the kind of pieces in place as far as personnel is concerned to create some real challenges for, for Alabama. Um, one of them is containing Bryce Young. Um, a lot of what he does, he's, he's good from the pocket, but once he escapes that initial pocket and, and, and rolls out and on the move, he's exceptional. And they're really good at ad-libbing downfield with their receivers. Um, LSU has guys like B.J. Ojolari and Harold Perkins that are phenomenal in pursuit and can really bring a lot of pressure um, that could kind of complicate things for them and what they've found success in and, uh, throughout this year. So I think LSU has some some pieces in place that can create some problems for Alabama, some matchup issues. And then ultimately, if you can – Keep your quarterback upright a bit. Um, allow him to have some time uh, to operate. I, you know, I think Jaden Daniels can find ways to exploit this Alabama defense, which honestly isn't what we're used to seeing in, in Tuscaloosa. It's a solid unit. By no means is it a top-tier defensive unit this year. So um, I do think there should be some openings for LSU to exploit on offense. And I think if they execute well, um, get rid of some of these mistakes, the special teams mistakes, things like that, and play a pretty clean game, they should be in it uh, come the fourth quarter. I, I agree. I, I just do. And I think coming off of, again, how they were beaten by Tennessee, where the self-inflicted wounds really put them, really put them behind the eight ball early. And, of course, they never gave up. But still, again, Tennessee, again, had that really wire to wire. Uh, again, they, they've been in that type of atmosphere now. So, and they understand, again, going up against a top team, what it's going to take. And let's face it, Gene Daniels is a better player than he was, again, when he looked back mm -hmm. uh, at that Tennessee game. And then, of course, Harold Perkins, how he has emerged. And, and to me, I think he's one of the keys on defense. You know, you're talking about Bryce Young, his ability 
to be able to make plays with his legs, to be able to, again, uh, you know, uh, roll out and, again, allow his receivers to be able to kind of ad lib. He's a guy, if you spy on on, on, on Young with, uh, with Perkins, uh, that, uh, I like that matchup with LSU. I do, too, and I think we've seen it at times this year where they kind of use him as that spy, and that's how I'd approach this game. And this is what I'm really interested in seeing, and as you said in your lead, that, that you know, I'm curious to see what this coaching staff has game plan. For me, um, I'm, I'm having Harold Perkins spy quite a bit, especially in known passing down, second and 12, third and eight, things of that nature. Um, and I'm telling him, look, as soon as Bryce Young takes a lateral step, I want you firing off and closing that – that, that cushion on him, and I want you to force him to make a throw under duress. You know, he's got that type of explosiveness, quick twitch. We've seen, seen he's instinctive. Um, so I would let him kind of maneuver in that space. And if you can force Bryce Young to beat you in the pocket and make those out-of-pocket throws difficult, uh, I think you definitely inc- improve your chances. Uh, I think he's a dynamic player. We haven't seen many like him at LSU or anywhere in the country. And I think this week is the week we really get to see him play 65, 70% of the snaps and play a significant role in how you're going to attack the Alabama offense. You mentioned Jimmy Details again of, uh, of Tiger Details as well as Jimmy Details Smith. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you mentioned the Tiger, the, LSU, uh, the Alabama defensive line. This LSU offensive line has been a work in progress, but they've gotten better every week. Uh, look about that particular matchup. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of the keys to the game here, if not the positional key to the game. Um, you know, Will Campbell and, and Emory Jones have done a very good job for freshmen. And even beyond that, I think they're, they've both proven to be on the upper tier of offensive tackles in this conference. With that said, they're going against some dynamic edge rushers at Alabama. Uh, and so their ability um, to, to keep Jaden upright and give him enough time to operate uh, you know, and hold off that Alabama front, that's going to be key to this game. Um, I, I think I look for LSU to use a lot of running backs and tight ends, maybe chipping and helping out in some of those pass protections. But every guy you hold in, that's one less guy in the route. So if you're running three-man routes and holding in a running back and a tight end and things of that nature, um, you need those outside receivers to win. So this is going to be big for Kayshawn Butte, Malik Neighbors, um, Jack Besh, Brian Thomas. All these guys are going to have to win their one-on-one battles. They're going to have to find those soft spots in the zones um, there's not going to be a lot of time here for Jaden Daniels to operate. So, you know, you keep in those extra blockers and you just hope that the talent you've recruited on the outside can win their one-on-one matchups. And if they do and they execute well at that level, um, they, you know, they should be able to put up 30-plus points. And that's what I think it's going to take to win this contest. Jimmy, I think uh, Jaden Daniels is the X factor for LSU on offense. His uh, his dual threat ability again rivals what Bryce Young is doing on the Alabama side, and his ability to be able to make time with his feet. Now again, uh, you know, uh, uh, also throwing the football instead of again just tucking it and running. Uh, it, it's been a different dynamic we've seen over the last few weeks, and he he can carry that over to Alabama. Uh, Alabama, you know, again, uh, they they're going to have a, have a tough time in, in dealing with him because he is so talented. Yeah, and, and I think he, it's interesting. So I've watched a few Alabama games this year, and one of the things that kind of stand out to me in watching Nick Saban defenses is this front seven, while they have some dynamic players, they don't seem to have quite as many 
as they typically do, and the discipline isn't quite there. I see guys um, chasing on misdirection encounters, and, and I see guys giving up gap integrity in some of these plays, and, and I think there's an opportunity for Jaden Daniels here with the with the zone read and be able to pull some of these runs if he sees those, those backside defenders crashing, if he sees those defensive ends crashing. Um, you know, he can pull and probably bust out for 12, 15 yards. And I think um, utilizing that's really going to open up the running game. I don't think you can line up and just shove it down Alabama's throat. They are stout up front, as always. Uh, so I think some of those misdirections, counters, zone pulls, things like that, um, using Jaden Billity's ability as a ball handler. I've seen it this year. He's really good in play action. He's really deceptive. Um, he pulls the ball late, seems to make good decisions when he does pull it. Uh, so I think the ball is going to be in his hands to not only create in the passing game, um, but to play a key role in developing this running game so LSU can have that balance going against a, a top-tier team like Alabama. I am a little fearful of the secondary. It's been DBU forever. Uh, they're not up to the standards of DBU. Uh, they're getting some players back, but still, uh, again, can they cover? That's why, again, I think, again, it's going to come coming upon the defense to, to be able to put some pressure on Young and make him get the, get the ball out quickly. What are your thoughts with, again, the matchup of, of the LSU secondary against the Alabama wide receivers uh, slash quarterback? Yeah, I mean, Alabama isn't going to roll out Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith and guys like this, but they do have high-level receivers. This is Alabama. They're going to have multiple guys from this group playing the NFL. So, And this isn't the strength of LSU's defense. So I think it's vital for LSU to come up with a game plan to create pressure. I think if you allow Bryce Young time um, to buy extra time and allow these receivers to work downfield and find cushions and, and beat their men on one-on-one or get over the top of your defense, you're just looking for trouble. So I see a lot of five-man pressures from LSU this weekend to try to not allow that and just hope that those guys can hold up for those few seconds it might take as opposed to some of these extended plays. I think if you allow for those extended plays um, through your your pressure packages and don't really try to corral uh, Bryce Young and just kind of let him maneuver throughout that pocket and, and find open receivers, they're going to find them. Uh, so that's why I think B.J. Ojolari, Harold Perkins, they're both going to have to have big games. B.J. is going to have to be able to pre- do what he does off the edge. Harold Perkins is going to have to be versatile in his attacks and be able to affect sideline to sideline and come downhill and, and chase around uh, Bryce Young. I think if, if those two show up and those two are game plans and schemed properly in this game, I think it could present some unique problems for Alabama that they haven't faced this year. Uh, Tennessee's pretty good on defense. They don't have guys like B.J. Ojolari and Harold Perkins. So these are some unique edge athletes um, that can create pressure and do things that Alabama hasn't been faced with. And then at that point, you know, you'll see if Alabama makes adjustments or if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on to the Saints for a few minutes, just a synopsis, what are the keys to a Tiger victory? Yeah, I think it's, it's really going to be the edge play. If LSU can block Alabama's edge rushers and give Jaden Daniels just enough time to get to a second, maybe at times third read, uh, I think LSU can find some effectiveness on offense. I think they, they need to be um, – you know, somewhat diverse in their running attack uh, to keep Alabama off its heels, get them flowing away from, from the ball, using misdirections and counters. So I think they really, um, it's really going to show up on, on the offensive tackles. If those guys show up and then on defense, you have guys like B.J. Ojolari and Harold Perkins show up, that's really going to flip the game. So I'm, I'm going to pay attention to the edges. I think that's mm-hmm. where the game's going to be won this week. And if LSU can win those battles or at least hold up, uh, they have a real shot to win this game. Jimmy, uh, uh, 
I, I appreciate you being with us today. Again, I appreciate you jumping on, on, on my social media pages. You know that I was very critical this weekend of, uh, of Michael Thomas, and not so much Jarvis Landry because he's always been a tough player. But, again, not getting back on the field after six and five weeks, respectively, being off, off the field. And we know the Saints, again, it's double top secret, almost like CIA-type stuff when it comes yeah. to, to injuries. But you have, have – obviously, you've got some inside information on, on Jameis Winston's injury and also Jarvis Landry's injury. Would you mind, uh, again uh, – um, uh, telling the audience about what you've been able to find out. Yeah, so I mean, if when you're hearing you know turf toe on an NFL player, it's fairly common, but that's also um, used for a, a variation of different types of injuries. Um, they'll often just say toe, and it's kind of vague. And we often just think turf toe, you know. But when you have a guy that's five weeks without practicing with turf toe, um, that just goes to tell you there's something more. And and just digging around and listening to people speak within my circles and stuff, it sounds like he's dealing. Uh, Michael Thomas might be dealing with a Liz Frank injury, um, which is the ligament, you know, attached to that big toe. It's kind of that plate underneath. And and it's a more severe injury than just your typical turf toe, right? And so, um, and it's an injury that if, if something, if you have a full rupture of that ligament or if you create further damage, that's a long rehab. Um, very similar to what Derek Stingley experienced. Uh, he, last offseason before he played at LSU, uh, his junior year, experienced the Liz Frank injury. They tried to nurse it, slowly working back into it early in the season. Uh, he worsened it, right? And then they put him on the shelf, and it took him a good nine months to recover. Um, right. You know, so that's what Mike Thomas is likely facing here, according to the people I've spoken with. And that's why they're probably being extra cautious, because it's one of those injuries that if it heals properly, everything's fine. If you rush it back, it could end up being much worse than it initially was. And with Jarvis Landry, we all know ankle sprains. You know, what a lot of people don't typically realize is any grade sprain, is the grade is on how big of a tear there is in that ligament, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be small. It could be more severe. Where that ligament is torn, if there's a tear um, where the ligament's attached to the bone, that's far more severe. Uh, We saw this with Leonard Fournette, his junior year at LSU. That's what he was dealing with. Um, if you remember a few years ago when LSU played two or whatever and they tightened the ligaments in his ankles, you remember that little procedure they had? Yep, um, did. Something similar. Now, that was from, from elongating and stretching those ligaments. What Jarvis is dealing with sounds to be one of those grade-level tears, and it just needs time to rehab. So when you hear high ankle sprain, four to six weeks, it's usually a, a tear of some sort, and usually of the higher extent if you're looking at a four- to six-week return. So I think both of those guys have the type injuries that could worsen if rushed back, and I think mm-hmm. uh, the Saints are just being precautious and letting those guys heal properly so this doesn't become a bigger issue down the road. And, and how easy would it have been for the Saints to just say, look, Thomas is dealing with a possible Liz Frank injury. Everybody at that point would have said backed off and said, well, we know the guy's going to be out a while and he's got to nurse that back. And instead of just saying there's an ankle sprain, saying that there are torn ligaments for Jarvis Landry, then we're not speculating anymore. We understand this guy is severely injured and it's going to take some time for them to get back on the field. Yeah, the NFL teams and even college teams, it's trickled down to college They're they they work in gray areas and try to be vague with their description of injuries. And for one is you don't want this a labeled attachment of what type of injuries it is to a player. They don't like that lingering over a player's career. When you have a guy like Michael Thomas, who's had major surgeries and, and rehabs of the past, when you throw around terms like Liz Frank, it frightens a lot of people. But anytime you're hearing ankle sprains, anytime you're hearing toe injuries that last beyond a few weeks, 
you better believe there's something more severe there. And that's just a generalization they're going to throw out. Say it's a toe injury. Well, that toe injury could be a a variety Mm -hmm. of things, right? Um, But when you're dealing five weeks in, six weeks in, at that point it becomes apparent. You're looking at ligament damage, um, perhaps fractures in the foot, I uh, don't think the fractures are, are anything um, that they're dealing with right now, but there's a, a lot of possibilities that go beyond just your typical turf toe. Jimmy, thanks so much, man. Great information on LSU as always. Fantastic information on the um, on the injury to both uh, uh, Michael Thomas and also Jarvis Landry. We appreciate your time. Tell us about your fantastic site, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, love love doing what we do, man, at Tiger Details. I uh, have Hall of Fame writer Ron Higgins. Uh, contributing to beat myself, Julie Baldwin, who's, who's the best recruiting analyst in the business. Um, so, yeah, we cover any and everything LSU. We have a, a message board and a vibrant community, that a lot of inside information floating around. Um, topic of discussion right now is which quarterback, which elite quarterback from next year's recruiting class could be lining up for LSU. So we're diving into that topic, and, and we think some news could break soon on that front. So there's always a lot going on with LSU when you're covering all sports. And in the middle of recruiting season and football season, you better believe football's king. Yeah. Jimmy, thanks for the time, bud. Appreciate it. We'll check it in with you soon. Always, bud. Take care. There you go. Jimmy Smith. Again, Jimmy G. Dale Smith with us here on Inside New Orleans. How easy was that for the Saints? And, look, I get what Jimmy's saying about, again, you don't want this, uh, the, 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 the injury bug or, again, the uh, the cloud of an injury to be able to go over a play. But let's face it, every agent in the NFL knows what the injuries are, right? And, you know, the agent knows what the injury is. He's talking to other agents. Uh, again, the, the, the clubs know how bad the injuries are. You could say it's a toe or, or ankle. You're going to tell me the Green Bay Packers don't know what the severity of the injury is for, for Michael Thomas and Jarvis Lange? Of course they do. Okay? So within the circle there, and that's why I've been talking about this lately, you know, again, it, it is their fiduciary duty of the NFL now. If they are going to go into partnerships with, with gambling casinos and sports books and, and sports book apps to be able to disseminate the true information when it comes to injuries to the betters out there, you're putting your hard-earned money on the line. You should at least have a, 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 a notice and know what the extent of an injury is for a player. There should be no more hiding this anymore, okay? The, the, the other clubs know what's going on. The agents know what's going on. The only one who really don't know what's going on is the betting public. So, again, to me, it's the, it's the duty of the NFL now to come clean and say, look, from now on, we've got to lay it out there. And they gotta know, the public's got to know what the injuries are and what it is uh, and, and what's going down with it. Especially, and I don't know, if it's an off-the-field injury, that's one thing. But if, if it's something to do with something that, that happened on the field or affects their play on the field, uh, the public should have the right to know. And uh, to hear that, that again, that um, Michael Thomas has a Liz Frank injury is frightening, considering, again, two years with the ankle injury. Uh, you know, we, we, we heard that with, with, with uh, Taysom Hill uh, in, in the offseason. And then, of course, the Jar- Jarvis Landry, you knew something had to be up. That dude is tough as nails. His whole career, he has played through injuries. Okay? And now, we, uh, again, through Jimmy's sources, we find out it's a torn ligament. Okay, torn ligaments in, in the ankle, which tells you again why uh, it's uh, why it's been taking so long for these guys to get back. Now, Jeff Duncan reported yesterday on Twitter that uh, Adam Troutman and Jarvis Landry are getting close to being back. We'll see how that plays out, but it would be so simple if they just came clean. Are right, you listening to Inside New Orleans? I'm your host Eric Asher. We'll be right back. 
Hire a cash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your pal with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delanusi, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract to you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 Business owners, let's be honest. We all have competition. Running Boards Marketing can help you stand out with our giant LED mobile billboard trucks, where we drive eye-catching ads that are impossible to miss. Digital mobile billboard ads are two times more effective than traditional billboards and offer a 97% recall rate. Visit us online at runningboardsmarketing.com and click on Learn More to grab your one-time promotional offer today. That's runningboardsmarketing.com. We'll drive your message to where the people are. If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504 404 
844-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2213579. All right, welcome back. If you're listening to Inside New Orleans, thank you, Jimmy Smith, for joining us. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. AC breaks down. You need help. Burkhardt's got you covered. ACpromise.com. That's ACpromise.com. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from Rio Cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Are you ready? All right. 
our man, Eric Asher. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. It is hour number two on this uh, first day of November, 2022. Happy birthday, New Orleans Saints. 56 years as a uh, franchise here in New Orleans. I want to thank uh, Jimmy Smith for joining us from Tiger Details. Some really great information on um, on Michael Thomas, who has a Liz Frank injury, and also uh, Jarvis Landry, who has torn ligaments in his ankle, which is one of the, the two of the reasons why, again, they have not been available uh, for the Saints for this long. And, you know, what, what, what was mind-blowing to me, and I didn't get a chance to say it in, in the first hour because we were running out of time, is that why wouldn't these guys be on injury reserve? I mean, that, that to me makes no sense. You know that Thomas has a Liz Frank injury, and again, it's going to take five, six, seven weeks to heal. Why didn't they not put him on injury reserve? If there is a, uh, the, the ankle tear for, um, I'm sorry, the ligament tear in the ankle for, for Jarvis Landry, why didn't they put them on injury reserve? Okay, uh, and, and it would have brought up two roster spots because, again, you heard Dennis Allen a few weeks ago saying that they were so injured they were just trying to get 48 bodies up on game day. I mean, just I, I'm just it's just I don't know. I don't know about the direction of this team now. Okay, you you wouldn't have heard that with Peyton. You know, Peyton would have had that together. Uh, it just seems again like this is a rudderless ship. You know, something Tyron Matthews said, I heard on Gus's show earlier today uh, that he was on ESPN this morning, uh, they're saying that they had to trust the coaches. Uh, trust the wait, wait, you trust the coaches before? I mean, the, the first thing that hit me was, wait a minute. You know, I mean, I, I've said this before. You know, again, it seems like there's just not the, the respect that we've seen in the past uh, with the coaches. Same coaching staff, right? And, of course, I've said before, it looks like they're missing that juice, um, you know, that, um, that, that furor, that um, uh, the motivation of, of, of Sean Payton. And, um, you know, maybe it's taken a few weeks for them to get over that, okay, and, and maybe have to self-motivate now, find a new way to motivate. And maybe they found that this past weekend uh, with um, – uh, found that past weekend, this past weekend, with again the you know, guys like Alvin Kamara and others standing up. By, by the way, again the Saints did not make a trade, uh, as I've been telling you now for weeks. They are they are cap strapped and draft pick poor uh, because of again the restructuring of the contracts over the over the last five five years or so with their veteran players. They have no uh, no no way no how that they were able to make any type of trades because uh, they're about a little bit over a million dollars over the cap and they don't have the money. Okay, the, the the dead money would have come due, and they would have had to pay a five million dollar fine. Uh, and they, again, they have to be under the cap. So, you know, that was just not going to happen. Just not going to happen. Uh, but anyway, thanks for Jimmy Smith for joining us. And thanks for that, that that again that information on on both um, uh, Michael Thomas and uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, and Liz Frank injury for Michael Thomas, torn ligaments in the ankle for Jarvis Landry. That's why they've been out so long. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning. And he had to do them right, man. I gave him a 15-second uh, uh, commercial in, in the first hour here. Uh, I want to remind everybody about uh, about Burkhardt. Look, I've, I've utilized Burkhardt now. Uh, every house I've owned, Burkhardt has installed the air conditioning system, maintained the air conditioning system for me. Uh, they put in that APCO whole home treatment system uh, for the air treatment system right
right before uh, the pandemic. And believe me, uh, with everything that was going on in the pandemic, I'm glad they did. Uh, that, that again, that 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 uh, Apco system has been working fantastic for us here in our home. Uh, and of course, the generator that, that they just installed for us just this past year. And it, when it comes to generator sales and service, let me just say this right now, ladies and gentlemen: there is no one better. Their dedicated generator team. Uh, does everything for you. Planning permits, inspections. You don't have to stake off work to go get go go get a permit or be there for the for the inspector to inspect. Burkhardt does everything that for you. Uh, look, you get a generator, it's going to increase your property value. You're going to give you peace of mind now and again if you have to evacuate for a hurricane or, again, if you want to stay for a hurricane, if the power goes out. Again, peace of mind of knowing that, that, that your, you know, your food's not going to spoil in your freezer or your refrigerator. And, and, of course, you're going to be able to continue to work if you're working from home. At Burkhardt, they'll give you a single-day install. And then, of course, uh, also you can finance it over time. They offer financing. If you don't want to finance it, pay it, pay it off front. It is your choice. Jason Burkhardt will not, will not go there and hard sell you. He's going to educate you on what your choices are when it comes to a generator. They'll do a new install quality check after one month, 24-7, 365 service, and, of course, all the parts you need stocked at the warehouse in, um, in Mandeville uh, when it comes to generators. And, of course, maintain that generator. They'll maintain that generator for you as well. you got to maintain that generator over the, uh, you know, the throughout the year. And, and Burkhardt will, will, again, contact you to be able to maintain that generator for you. Make it easy. You're going to be able to think about, wait, wait, it's the month i got to maintain the generator. No, no, Burkhardt knows what to do. They're gonna, they have that uh, you know, in their database, and they're going to contact you. Uh, and then, of course, they have generators in stock to install in your home or your business right now. When it comes to generator sales and service, nobody better. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right, we're just about a minute and a half away from Matty Hudak, again, the uh, Saints sideline, um, uh, sorry, Tulane sideline reporter, and also writes for Saints Wire. Um, Want to remind everybody about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Uh, we've got Garland Gillen of Fox 8 Sports and Richard Mills of, of Channel 26 Sports. Both those guys will be on the panel this week. That's uh, Thursday with our live broadcast at 1 p.m. on LAE. Uh, also live streaming on WLE TV YouTube page at 1 p.m. on Thursday, then 6 p.m. On, LA, on LAE Thursday night, 10 p.m. on the Deuce. That's Thursday night. That's WLE TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And uh, as always, again, it's always at ericasher.com, always on WLTV YouTube page, always on our social media platforms. Hope you enjoy this week's edition of the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports with guests Garland Gillen and Richard Mills. So both those guys will be on the program. And uh, looking forward to having that tandem. They're both lively guys. They both, again, have strong opinions. Really looking forward. First time that they'll be on the on the, uh, on the the um, dais together. So I'm looking forward to having them uh, as well. All right, um, let's head to the guest line. Uh, she does a fantastic job with Saints Wire, which I think is one of the most underrated sites in terms of Saints information out there. They have a great group of, uh, of writers and always writing timely about what's going on with the salary cap, etc. I mean, I, I really enjoy reading reading Saints Wire. i got to come and write to my email box. It's already coming on my, on my Facebook page and my, and, my, um, and my Twitter page, so I'm not going to miss any of their articles. And, of course, she's done a great job uh, in, in doing the sideline reporting for the Greenies. It's been a pretty good, good luck charm this year with the Green Wave only with one loss going into November, which we hope will be a November to be remembered uh, for the Greenies. Matty Hudak joins us on the program now. Matty, how are you? I'm good, uh, and, and thank you for the plug about being a good luck charm for the uh, Green Wave, although I did miss the Raiders game, and so I might be the bad luck charm. For the <laughs> well, you, you definitely better luck charm than that guy, Cattengill, who used to be on the sidelines. He was nothing but bad luck. Fair enough. <laughs> 
But uh, no, it's been, it's been, hasn't it been a blast? It has, you have to have been having a great time with this season, with everything that's transpired. Oh, I mean, even without last season, it's, I mean, to go 7-1 and one now through these first couple of weeks, but for that to be my first season last year and see that there is a lot more talent and players there than what was really being shown on the field last year for one reason or another, it was frustrating at times looking back at a lot of those close losses, but to have all the players really kind of see the same thing, I think it's really easy to lose faith in those situations, especially when, you know, it's easier said than done looking on the outside and saying, oh, that was just an off year. But when these guys have, you know, a ticking clock on where they're going to spend their time, to me, again, the fact that they all stuck together and the season has really paid off for them just in a way, I don't know if they expected. I know they've been talking conference championships since fall camp. But with Cincinnati losing this weekend, they're in the driver's seat at this point of their own destiny, and that's pretty incredible. No, it, it really is. And you, you, you mentioned something that I've talked about on the program, which is so true. You, in this age of college athletics, guys don't stick around when things are not going well with the program or they feel they don't have a chance to play. You get defections. We didn't see that with Tulane. You had one player defect again to Oklahoma, uh, and then you had 10 players coming in through the transfer portal. As Gary Smith said on this program over and over again, all 10 of those guys have contributed to, again, the success of this season. So a win-win-win. Look, was it Jeffrey Johnson? Huge loss for this team, right? Again, going to Oklahoma. But you, you, they've been able to overcome it, keeping Michael Pratt in, 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 in the fold. I mean, it, it is a great story that can be told about, again, what happened and how this, this season has transpired when a lot of guys would have jumped ship. It is, and I don't think it's really a story that's getting enough attention, to be honest with you. Like you said, with someone like Michael Pratt, it would be completely justified for him to have looked at last season and, and tried to kind of start over elsewhere, and that's kind of when the dominoes start to fall, right, when you're starting quarterback makes his decision one way or the other, but a lot of us keep pointing to Tajay Spears in his interview right after the Memphis game and our post-game interview with him where he immediately started talking about next season, and I felt like in that moment everything was going to be okay when teams that fall apart like that on the field almost always completely implode off the field in the locker room and usually would expect more Jeffrey Johnsons to kind of leave when it kind of is you know there would be no blame really put on the players at that point but just looking at the core guys who've stayed and then again you talk about those transfer guys like Lummy Young and guys like that who've really added kind of just not embellishment but a lot of them are really key pieces at this point but the same team as last year so that's pretty incredible all things considered when you look at their core and I think a lot of that has to do really with the leadership of Tajay Spears, Nick Anderson and Michael Pratt kind of as a trio. Well, and, and, of course, let's add to this, the wholesale changes on the coaching staff. When your position coach leaves, in a lot of cases, you don't know who's coming in. And if you've got an opportunity to go in the transfer portal and not have to sit out and go and go directly to another team and have a chance to be able to play, sometimes you're going to take that move. They didn't. They stayed. The coaching staff has gotten better. We've seen, the, again, the, the in-game adjustments. We've seen, again, the game planning. This is a much better coaching staff. And look, that was tough on Willie Fritz. You're talking about guys that, again, he had relationships with almost his entire football career and he had to walk away from those guys. But yet again, the team stayed intact, and, and honestly, again, the coaching staff got better. I agree. It's a really good point when you mentioned the fact that, you know, I've been looking at this coaching staff thing as kind of a fresh start, but 
on the converse, yeah, you you don't really know what your position is going to be looking like heading into next year, but I just feel like it all goes back to Willie Fritz in that aspect. I don't think a lot of coaches would really have kind of the gall to do that after one bad season. You don't see it in the NFL when teams kind of keep hanging on to something when they really should just cut the cord and start over. And I feel like that was such a move by Willie Fritz of this is not, you know, an acceptable season in any facet down to almost every position group except a few position group coaches and Chris Hampton. I send the message to the players that there might be some unknown, but we know that last year didn't work. And I just feel like that commitment to completely turning it around, like you said, the coaching staff is just so much improved. You could tell all the way back in, in March and spring camp, just the fundamentals they were working on back then, you know, backpedaling for the defensive backs, learning how to use their hands and press coverage and make interceptions while in play and, and the wide receivers learning how to kind of attach routes, going through these cuts. And you could see uh, that receiver coach McMenamin really kind of getting on receivers when they took a bad step. But everything comes down to those little critical details in a game. And it felt like a lot of those things weren't really paid attention to last year. And when you think about all of the missed tackles last year, there wasn't so much the coverage the last half of the season as much it was they were in the position, they just couldn't make the tackle. And that definitely goes to the strength and conditioning of the program as well. But these guys just, you know, their their leverage, their positioning, their ability to cut off those angles and lanes and the separation these receivers are getting when they weren't separating at all last year and just better hands all around with Michael Pratt, you know, at this point having so many receiving options, that really is a symbiotic relationship to me. And that's, Again, not even getting to the rushing attack or, or so many things that really just make this a well-rounded team. Well, how great is it to open up, uh, again, your phone and to be able to look at the AAC standings and see Tulane all alone at, at again, 4-0, and undefeated in the AAC, all alone in first place. I mean, uh, for a Tulane fan that has been waiting for this for so long, it's been a desert almost, right? Uh, to be able to do that now has got to be really gratifying. Yeah, and, and just thinking about the wins they pulled off this season. You know, Kansas State's getting all this credit for absolutely demolishing Oklahoma State 48 to nothing. Tulane's one of the two teams that beat them this season. You know, ECU right. has won every single game after mm-hmm. Tulane held them to nine points when they scored 50 on them the year prior. Then the Houston game, all, everything in that game, the fact that they had to throw Kai Horton in mid-game and it came down to overtime and those guys played five full quarters of football in that aspect. And last year, a lot of it was three quarters of football or one quarter of football. They'd have a really strong fourth quarter, but it wouldn't be enough to make up kind of what had happened, um, you know, those previous weeks. But they just, they they find a different way to win every single week. Uh, And I think almost that Memphis game was kind of a good wake-up call in a way. It's not the same thing as Southern Miss lost, but Nick Anderson pointed right to that in um, his press availability after practice today that, that's exactly why they're not getting it too ahead of themselves, but it's exactly why they're taking every game moving forward seriously because it's not always going to be a 35-0 blowout at halftime that you can kind of afford to keep going through. But I did like that the team never panicked in spite of being yes. outscored like that. And look, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned about Nick Anderson's comments because, you know, it, it was the, it's the only real hiccup this season was Southern Miss. And it was a game they had in control. They let it get get away from them, and they lost. The only good thing, the only saving grace is it's not within the conference. 
Now you've got a you've got a little bit of a gauntlet coming up. You, you know, you got Tulsa. You got to be again Tulsa. You know, again right now one in three uh, in in the conference. Uh, and you know, when you look at, at them, uh, you know, what three and five overall. You know, you it might be somebody you would be overlooking and maybe look at the UCF that's coming up, right? But this team now, I think, because of the loss to USM, I think that Willie Fritz got their attention. And one and zero really means one and zero. Only concentrating on the game at hand, and you have to be able to compare mentalize that especially again with what's coming up in this month which could lead you to an AAC championship it's almost kind of funny you know in in those kind of uh, post practice uh, media availability for the players when they keep going back to the one and no thing and, and you know reporters are kind of trying to get them to talk about the successful season and it's almost inexplicable that they all keep repeating one and no but like you said I, I think Nick Anderson so concisely explained it today and I'm one of the quiet few that think that was actually one of the better things to happen to this team this season because now especially with Cincinnati losing a game the only thing before was it did take them kind of out of the driver's seat and and having to win out at that point where as you said it's not a conference opponent and it it was a three-point loss despite things going wrong in all uh, phases of the game having an injured quarterback and a block punt a block field goal and a missed field goal and again it was a three-point loss so the fact that they know that it's that easy to go back to the two and ten feeling of last season to me I think it was better to feel that and feel it early and again in a game that they could kind of afford to do so and I'll always point to Will Hall as really being the wild card in that matchup and that's not something they'll face moving forward but it really reinforces that one and no mantra that's gotten them to seven and one. And I think about a lot of people overlook the fact that, you know, Will Hall was here. He knows the players. He knows, again, the strengths, the weaknesses. And that was to his advantage, again, when you start talking about being able to prepare for Tulane uh, for that game, and especially even the in-game adjustment. That, that worked his way. It is what it is. It's a learning experience. And look, let me tell you right now, this is my, my gut feeling here. I watched UCF. I've seen them a couple times. I've seen Cincinnati a couple times. I watched both the, the, watch those teams compete this weekend against each other. The, Tulane can beat either one of them. Okay, it's not like they're. It was. It was in at one point, maybe throughout the AAC, where Tulane really couldn't couldn't compete with maybe a UCF or a Cincinnati. They can beat either one of those teams. They're beatable, and Tulane has has a squad to be able to do it. And I'd argue that they came close both times last year playing those teams. And to me, I don't know why it seems so out of the question that Tulane can run the table at this point. I mean, again, Tulsa is not something they're overlooking whatsoever, but looking at those two teams as the top in the conference, they lost to UCF by four points last year. And that point was when, when things were really just quite broken with this team. And, and despite that, their fight never went away. And then Cincinnati, they were leading through half against Desmond Ritter with Kai Horton in his first start who broke his finger the third play of the game. They have Sauce Gardner in coverage who's doing amazing things in the NFL as a rookie. And so you just think about all those things all the players at Cincinnati lost to the draft. And, again, the fact that Tulane is so much of the same team as last year in terms of players, but their identity is so different that, to me, I don't see why they're not the favorite in those matchups. When you look at how close things were last year, despite everything going wrong for Tulane and everything seemingly starting to go right for this Green Wave team, for the first time, quite frankly, mm-hmm. uh, in like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, and, and look, 
let's face it, 30100 again, for homecoming. Um, and, 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 of course, Memphis. Man, I'll tell you what. They, they, it should be duplicated against UCF next. I don't want to look past Tulsa here, okay? Because again, you got to play that game. But when they come to town, that this should be the stadium should be packed once again. Uh, the kids deserve it, and the program deserves it at this point, based on what they've been able to do. I, I just when Tajay spoke uh, before the homecoming game that Tuesday, when he just kind of made this one-off comment that you know it would be cool to look up in the stands and see got people cheering for you. It almost felt kind of sad to me. You could see him kind of looking through the bunker suite into the stadium and almost envisioning that. So for them to come out, that student section, like, I really shout out to the students that stayed through that game because I went there and I knew it was a task getting people to get there before the third quarter and then stay through the third quarter. So the fact that they've got these students there making noise, and, and I've never felt like that at a, a two-lane home game, being a student or being a sideline reporter and – I just really appreciate everyone that did come to that game and, and, and again, you know, stayed through the end. That aerial image, it, just, it was such an electric atmosphere. And I think now you can kind of feel the mutual kind of appreciation at Yeoman for the fans and, and having a team worth watching. Uh, so, yeah, again, another afternoon kickoff in November in New Orleans at Yeoman where, again, they're likely looking to knock these guys off to go towards the conference championship. Uh, there's no reason to me why you would want to do anything else in the New Orleans area. Man, look, you want this team to drop a banner at the end of the season, right? I mean, you know, and, and the fans really have to step up. And we, I've heard it for years. Tulane doesn't get the coverage he deserves, et cetera, et cetera. Tulane's getting coverage now, and it's up to the fans now to be able to stand up and to be able to, again, to be there for their team. And uh, that is the die in the wool, the always there Tulane fan, or the, or the guy that's maybe a, uh, a gal that's a casual fan uh, that, that would like to go see a pretty good football game on a Saturday afternoon here in New Orleans. What I would say to them? No, I just said that, that those are the ones that have to step up. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and, I, again, I hope that the Memphis game was also kind of a lesson in Staying until the end of the game, you know, it's exciting right. when your team goes up 35-0, but kind of got to stay through half for that reason. But, yeah, again, I, I got it last year. You know, so, sometimes the, the football product on mm-hmm. the field looked unwatchable at times. The body language of the players was deflated. I don't really blame kind of casual fans for not showing mm-hmm. up, but the, the tickets are so reasonably priced. They have the parking all online, you know, ready to go, and – it's just such a fun tailgating atmosphere. Again, it's yes. beautiful weather. And, again, it, it, if this isn't what the magic of college football is right in front of your face, then I don't know what is because I never really got it before. I've always been an NFL person, and I still have mm-hmm. that side of me. But I, I, Tulane has really made a believer out of me in, in the beauty of college football, and I hope everyone really can see that happening through this Tulane team. And, it, it, like you said, if nothing else – for casual fans, it's really the makings of what could be the story of the season, in my opinion. Well, I grew up in a time when Tulane, again, when, when, the, when Tulane Stadium was around, and there were times when that stadium was was packed for Tulane football, uh, where, again, they had the atmosphere, they had the the, the, the tailgating, and, uh, again, I had a lot of friends that were there for from Memphis, and, and it brought them back to the days of old, where, again, where there was tailgating and it was excitement, and now there's a taste of that. Uh, again, Tulane fans, and even, again, the, the New Orleans sports fan need to get out there and, and be able to, um, uh, to check that out, because this team definitely deserves it.
Give me your keys to victory for Tulane versus Tulsa this weekend. Run the ball effectively. Uh, what's kind of new there, but just kind of the way their defense runs. Uh, I think they rush three uh, often and sometimes kind of bring those linebackers in, but quick passing game, keeping Michael Pratt upright, but just on defense, again, limiting those big plays. I, 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 there's somewhat of a question of, of who's going to play quarterback for Tulsa and they're preparing for both and they quite frankly could use both of them but I you know really want to see them kind of contain a, a more mobile quarterback in the pocket and not let them roll out in, in that aspect so uh, I'll be curious to see how they kind of handle that quarterback conundrum uh, and then quite frankly if the wind in Tulsa I've been told it's pretty awful if it could just kind of calm down for this weekend yeah. Because uh, I, I think, you know, Tulane is really starting to come on strong in, in their special teams. You know, they work so hard on, again, just those small, intricate details in special teams coverage. And they, made, they got 14 points off of it in the first five minutes of the game, it felt like, against Memphis with Jaquan Jackson finally getting that punt return that he has gotten pulled back several times this season. And then Lawrence Key scooping up that muffed punt. The special teams... I think they have the edge there establishing the run game and, and sticking with it at that and just, again, trying to see how well they can contain this mobile quarterback. And I think Tulane really there, – there's no reason they shouldn't win this weekend, and it's not an opponent that they're overlooking whatsoever. And that's another thing that Ganderson pointed to is the way Kansas State kind of looked at Tulane. They know that they yeah. can't look at another team like that. Amen to that. Can't let you go, Maddie, without asking you about the New Orleans Saints last week's turnaround. Is it sustainable for this team? It's a good question, quite honestly. It was kind of laughable how a night and day this game is. You know, I'm sitting here watching the defensive film, and every level of that uh, of that unit was just so much more in concert than they were really at all this season. I mean, Elante Taylor, I think, had a lot to do with that, and the Saints now two years in a row have drafted second and third round quarterbacks that no one really slated as starting guys who have been thrust kind of unexpectedly into those roles. Paulson Adebo against the Packers last year when Ken Crawley got hurt. And then Elante Taylor, he, he, they really just, welcome to the NFL. Here's DeAndre Hopkins followed by DeAndre right. Adams. <laughs> he shut down both of them. And he has that press coverage ability to disrupt off the line of scrimmage that Marshawn Lattimore has. And just Pete Werner to me... I said this on Twitter. I would argue that he, he's a first-round caliber pick player in his second year at this point. He's the best player consistently week after week, but the offense just had the identity that it felt like it should have had all along. I mean, Alvin Kamara, I think, stepped up both on and off the field last week, and someone finally kind of had to say those things that Kamara said. Just usually you don't expect him coming from Kamara. It's more to Mario Davis or Cam Jordan, but seemed like he was kind of fed up, and the game plan was really tailored to the strengths of this offense, which was similar to what we saw in Seattle leading on the run using outside zones and playing Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara off one another and not leaving them off the field on third down. And Andy Dalton, at this point, just has to execute everything else in the middle. And I, I think this is a scrappy way to keep winning, but next week is certainly one heck of a test with Lamar Jackson back there because this pass rush looked the best that it's looked all season and it'll be immediately put to the test to see if that was just a flash in the pan or they're finally starting to see things come together well they're talented enough that again if they don't self-destruct 
Okay, the self-inflicted uh, mistakes that we've seen all season long, if they can put those those to a minimum, they're, they're going to be in every game. They're going to have a chance to win every game. And the schedule doesn't look as daunting as, as it once did. Uh, and, of course, we know how the division is right now. It's there for the taking. So, uh, you know, this team played last week like we thought they could play. Hopefully that's a recipe for success going forward. Yeah, the division, the NFC South really – imploding on itself. I think it was a really unexpected part of all this. The fact that all things considered, the Saints should not be really considered in the playoff race, and yet they could easily go into first place next week. You know, Tampa Bay completely blowing Mm -hmm. up down there. Carolina has just, you know, kind of been a mess for several seasons. Now, the fact that the Atlanta Falcons have been the most steady team in the division, no, I mean, I'm just saying no offense to Falcons fans, but offense, but that says a lot about the division. So, I think now, again, a lot of football is mental, and that's kind of what I saw in the pass rush, too. I think once you start to see things click, they keep clicking after that, once you're able to kind of see that in your head, that that vision. But in the same aspect, they know the division is right there for the taking, and they played till the final hour of last season, and were a Rams meltdown away from making the playoffs last year, everything considered that happened. So teams definitely still in it, and I'm curious to see how they respond on Monday night. Yep, so am I. Manny, thanks so much for your time. Again, appreciate uh, what you do on Saints Wire. And, of course, also, again, uh, as the Tulane sideline reporter, tell folks about how they can catch the game and, again, uh, how they can follow you on social media as well. Yeah, and, again, just I want to do thank you for talking to Tulane very consistently because this is a place where I feel like I, you know, I can tell their story in a way that hasn't necessarily always been told. But you can find us always on 104.1 The Spot. For our, um, you know, our pregame coverage, it always starts an hour before kickoff, so that's 10 a.m. I'm not sure what time zone uh, Oklahoma is in, so I'm just going to say that kickoff's at 11. Right. The pregame show is at 10 o'clock, uh, and you can go on the uh, Varsity Network app or the Tulane Athletic app to catch that as well. And then, again, thanks for everything you said about the Saints Wire. I will agree that my colleagues on that side are really just, it's a really talented, unique group of writers, and so that's you know, USA Today's Saints Wire can always find that on the, the Twitter hub at MattyHudak underscore 94. Thanks, Eric. Beautiful. Keep the great job. Keep up the great, doing the great job. And again, we'll have you back soon. Thanks so much for your time. Great. Thanks. And, and, and roll wave. Can we say that? Can we say roll wave? Yeah, let's say roll wave. Yeah, you're right. There she goes. Matty Hudak does a great job, again, for uh, Saints Wire and also Tulane Sideline Reporter. The enthusiasm. You can hear it in her voice, okay? And, and why wouldn't you be? I mean, what an exciting time for Tulane. And I look at that, I look at that standing, and I, and I see Tulane at the top of the standings right now, and I get giddy. And, and look, I'm telling you, they can win out, okay? They, can beat, they, they should beat Tulsa this week. They can beat UCF at home. They, they, on a short week, they, can, they, they should beat uh, SMU. It is going to be a daunting task to beat Cincinnati at home in Cincinnati, but they can do it. And then, of course, then they're a second bite at the apple if they get to the AAC championship game. And would it be nice to see regular season and also uh, conference um, uh, the, the conference uh, game uh, champions as well uh, for the AAC? All right, don't forget about Burkhart. If you're in the market for a new system, I would just say this very, very simply. Do not sign a contract with any other company to at least allow Burkhardt to come out and give you a price. 
And it's more than a price with Burkhart because it's the service after the sale. It is, again, the expertise in, in, in installing the system, uh, the type of system that, again, that you can get through Burkhart, authorized those some of the top brands in the industry. It's the 25% introduction guarantee uh, that they have for you. And, of course, uh, again, dealing with a family-owned and operated business that will never gouge you, never cheat you, only doing the work that's necessary. And, again, treating your home like their home, treating your business like their business. Again, they understand. Again, look, you know, again, you got a life to live. And, when they, you know, putting in an air conditioning system or a heating system, you know, that, I mean, that, that takes time. And, 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 look, it can kind of get in the way of life, right? They make it easy for you. I'm telling you, I, I say this again. When they were installing the system in my home and they redid all the ductwork, and let me tell you this, I have no pitch in my attic at all. Uh, I don't know how they got a guy small enough to even get in there and get that done, but they did. But when, when I came home, you do, did not even know they were here. They swept up after themselves. They cleaned up after themselves. Literally, over a two-day period, you didn't even know they were here. That's the attention to detail I'm talking about, treating your home like their home. Uh, if you want a company you can trust, it's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Walgreens. Finding the right Medicare plan was no easy feat until I found Walgreens FindRx coverage. Compare plans online, over the phone, or in person. And find plans with low-cost co-pays. When you need to talk Medicare, Walgreens is here. Start shopping today at Walgreens.com slash Medicare. Delays are solid if you're traveling on the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway in the Crescent City connection from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays on 10 eastbound from Williams to Power and delays pick back up 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are steady from Crowder to Downman and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Causeway to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from just past St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also, in the meantime, look out for accidents. General de Gaulle at Wall Boulevard. Also, Mandeville at North Robertson and North Rampart at St. Claude. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Don't forget about Dave Mead Insurance, a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies of both, again, commercial and residential. Also, don't forget, again, they serve the entire metropolitan area. That's East Bank, East Bank West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, even the River Parishes. Dave Mead Insurance is your one-stop shop specialist when it comes to insurance. And, of course, if you want to save, call Dave. That's 504-556-0809. Or go to his website. Again, a uh, most comprehensive website when it comes to your insurance needs. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-C.com. Call or come in or, or, or again, check in on, online for a quote today. You want to save, call Dave. That's 504-556-0809. That's Dave Miet Insurance. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes, 
Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your pal with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive offers a great price and round-the-clock protection when bundling home and auto. It's one of those rare times when you could save money and get something great. Bundle today at Progressive.com. All right, don't forget about my friends over Suburban Roofing inside. My good friend Marty Scoggins has been um, re-roofing South Louisiana for over 20 years. He's had his company for two decades now. And why not? Member of the Better Business Bureau, fully licensed and insured, and a company that is, again, that is, that is renowned in New Orleans. Uh, you, are, again, will never get gouged, never get cheated, always, again, getting taken care of by Suburban Roofing Insider. They're one of 6% of roofing, roofing, 6% of roofing contractors, pardon me, uh, nationwide certified by shingle manufacturers, which means that, again, you, the customer, will qualify for the Manufacturing Extended Warranty Program. Marty put a, a, a shingle on my house this time that is the most wind-resistant shingle made uh, in, in, on the market today. He can do that for you as well. Uh, Marty's honest, reliable, stands all behind all of uh, Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. And, of course, his, his, his uh, crews, which he's been able to keep now for years. Okay, even again, I mean, that's the amazing thing. The, 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 the crews he's, he, that he has, he's been able to keep these guys for years now. And then they haven't, you know, bolted for, for again, for be a storm chaser for another, uh, you know, found another storm. No, these guys stay in the walls, work for him. And they're skilled in all types of roofs. So it doesn't matter the type of roof you have. Marty can, can either repair it for you or replace it. Uh, for my roof, they hand-nailed my roof, okay? They won't even hand-nail your roof for you. That's old school. Uh, all I can say is this. You're looking for a company you can trust when it comes to your roof. Uh, there's no better than, than Suburban Roofing. 504-861-ROOF. That's 504-861-ROOF. I'll say it again. Don't sign that contract. You call my friend Marty Scoggins at Suburban Roofing at 504-861-ROOF. Thanks to Maddie Hudak for joining us on the program. Uh, she does a great job with Saints Wire and, of course, uh, as the um, sideline voice uh, for, uh, for Tulane. Uh, looking forward to this weekend's game against Tulsa. Looking forward to the Tigers and, 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 uh, and Alabama. And, of course, the Saints Monday night against, um, against uh, the Baltimore Ravens. And, look, call me crazy, okay? 
if the Saints can continue to play like they did this past week, even with again a mobile quarterback, uh, like 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 you'll see uh, with, with 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 the Ravens, um, I think uh, they 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 can win that game. I mean, I really do. Um, they uh, they they've really they showed me something last week, something that I thought that again we saw from 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 the beginning of the season. Now, Lamar Jackson is one of the one of the one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL, and especially again uh, his ability to be able to make plays with his feet and allow his speedy receivers to be able to get open because of his ability to scramble. But uh, I'm telling you, this Saints team has the ability to be able to 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 beat to beat Baltimore, and, and of course, you know, again. Uh, Having it at home in the dome on a Monday night, uh, with fans going absolutely berserk, uh, that can only lend to again, uh, you know, the atmosphere for the Saints to be able to um, uh, to be able to come out and be able to get on a little bit of a win streak here. Uh, but again, I, you know, I think you know Tyree Matthews said it earlier, and and I think it's the way you got to look at it. You got to go one game at a time now. You cannot look forward. You put yourself in a hole. You're not even at 500 yet. Uh, don't watch the scoreboard. Don't worry about the, the don't worry about the standings. Take care of your business one game at a time. And if you do that, look, we saw last night the Bengals. Are you going to tell me the Bengals are not better than the, than, than the, uh, than the Browns? And, and then the Browns skunked them last night. You know, I mean, any game Sunday. But, again, you've got to be able to be a disciplined team, and let's hope this is going to be a disciplined team going forward. The reason why the Saints are 3-5 and five is because, again, uh, self-inflicted mistakes. Period. the end. They don't kill themselves. The, the stats proven out. They're one of the top teams on, you know, on offense and defense in the NFL. What's been the problem? Okay, they lead the league in turnovers. They lead the league in penalties. You don't have the self-inflicted mistakes. You're, you're going to be able to win games in this league. And uh, especially now with, again, Alvin Kamara really coming out and becoming a, a true a team leader, uh, along with a Cam Jordan, along with Mario Davis. Obviously, again, the, the, the captains of this team have, have, have now taken responsibility going forward. Uh, maybe that's, again, that's something that will be left to be desired with the coaching staff. Maybe it's not. We're not there. But uh, it certainly seems as though, again, that the players now are, are playing for the players. And hopefully that's going to be something that is going to continue. I want to remind everybody what Jimmy Smith said on our program from Tiger Details a little bit earlier today. Uh, something that, again, the Saints should have, should have been saying a long time ago. Uh, the reason why Michael Thomas has been out six games and Jarvis Landry has been out five games, severe injuries. Uh, it is a Liz Frank injury for Michael Thomas, and it is, a, it is torn ligaments in the ankle uh, for Jarvis Landry. So it's not a sprained ankle. It's not a high ankle sprain. It's literally, it's literally torn ligaments for Jarvis Landry. And it's not turf toe for, for Michael Thomas. It's a Liz Frank injury, which, again, is even more scary for a guy that has been injured as much as he's been over the last two years. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people, again, were, were, were thinking that, that again, he was uh, – and, and, look, I had heard the rumors that, uh, that, that he was laying on the Saints' leg, that he didn't want to go out there, that he was 100% healthy, blah, blah, blah. If, if, again, what Jimmy's telling us from what his sources are true, uh, these are two severe injuries for, for these teams. But I cannot wait until tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there is one thing, you know, growing up, uh, I was a Boston Celtic fan, okay? But I also, again, had so much respect for the Lakers. 
because of Magic Johnson, uh, Kareem. You go right down to those great teams, the, the Celtics versus Lakers in the 80s, even before that in the 1960s. And, and you, know, um, you know, the Jazz came in 1974, and, of course, that was my team with Pistol Pete Maravich. And, of course, broke my heart when they ended up going to Utah. Really couldn't get over it. Latched back on to the, to, to the Celtics then. And, of course, they had the great run in the 80s along with the Lakers. You know, over the years, again, I've, I've had, you know, with Shaq going to the Lakers, there have been times when I've been a Laker fan. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not a LeBron James fan anymore. I think he ruined basketball with, again, the, 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 the super teams. And I don't like the way, again, he, he orchestrated the Anthony Davis trade. I don't like the way the Anthony Davis trade went down, even though, again, uh, we are in New Orleans. Uh, the, 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 the Pelicans have, been, have gotten really the fruits of that labor. Okay, they've come out on top on that trade over and over and over again. It's the trade that keeps on giving. If, if the Lakers miss the playoffs this year and end up in the lottery, uh, the Pels have a pick swap to get to be able to take going and steal their pick once again. Are you kidding me? Uh, you look at Anthony Davis today, based on what he was here in New Orleans, you know, he's a shell of the player he was. Okay, I'm not saying he's still not a great player. Again, he's lazy. He's undisciplined. He's often injured. Uh, again, so glad that he's in Los Angeles and not here in New Orleans and what we're dealing with now in t- with a true team uh, playing together. And uh, tomorrow night is an opportunity for the Pels to go into, La- into Los Angeles and, and, to beat, and, and, and to beat the breaks off of, of the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, again, look, they're not going to have um, Brandon Ingram, which is a shame, which, again, it's still uh, – again. Uh, it's just not. It, it's, it's. I can't comprehend it. He got hit in the nose with the back of 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 um, um, of Najee Marshall's hand. He has a again. I don't, I don't know if the nose is broke or not. I mean, I'm waiting to see him come out again with the, with the, with the Richard Hamilton uh, face mask on, right? Supposedly that's not happening. He's in concussion protocol, and it'll keep him out four games. And, that, and three of those games on this West Coast road trip, that that hurts. hurts. Now again, they came back and and and, and they won the other night. Uh, uh, and I thought they played really good basketball the other night against the Clippers, the other, the other afternoon against the Clippers. Uh, not so much against the, against, the, um, um, against the Suns, but they have a chance now, based on, again, the depth of this roster and how they've been playing, to go in there and, and, and again, beat the crap out the Lakers, which, again, will make me so happy. Uh, based on again how the, how things went down uh, during those during the Anthony the, the last days of Anthony Davis here in New Orleans, but to me I got to tell you right, it's unforgivable. That's why again his jersey will never hang in the rafters of uh, of the New Orleans arena. That's why again a lot of people cannot again even though he is a uh, a New Orleans draft pick uh, are never going to look at him as a as, as a as a as a New Orleans player because of the way he's acted on the way out, and he's still. Has, has not given, again, his note of appreciation to the city of New Orleans and the fans that, again, that treated him like family from day one. So uh, tomorrow's a game that I always point to with the Lakers. Uh, you know, I, I get a little upset when the Lakers come to New Orleans and we've got everybody with the, with the Lakers jerseys on and, of course, the LeBron jerseys. And I get it. It's a, it's a national-type uh, team, okay? And a lot of, lot of fans from a lot of cities from the years when, when they were great, when it was a great franchise, te- uh, have, have latched on to it and stayed with them. Uh, I just want to, as I mentioned before, uh, I'm just I'm trying to be, be nice here. Beat the brakes off of them uh, tomorrow night uh, in in Los Angeles, and the Pels are for real. Believe it. The Pels are for real. They're deep. Hopefully, again, they won't get hit with a lot of the injuries they've been hit all season long. Uh, but they're deep and they're talented, and they play together, and 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 they play uh, a good quality basketball. You know, and, that, and that's all you can ask for, again, uh, for, in terms of NBA, in terms of entertainment. And they're an entertaining team, no doubt about it. All right. 
want to thank uh, Jim, Jimmy Smith. Also want to thank uh, um, uh, Matty Hudak for joining us on the program. Going to take our final break. Uh, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Even tonight when you come home, if your AC's not working uh, or you need that heater checked before you really get into the cold months of the winter, remember Burkhardt. Burkhardt has after-hour service for you. Uh, a Burkhardt uh, uh, employee will answer the phone and dispatch a Burkhardt truck out to your home with an eight-certified technician to get you up and running. Uh, again, they, they will do everything they can to get you up and running. Remember, some uh, at, at times they'll even put a, a, a window unit in your uh, in, in your home to be able to, again make sure you can stay cool during the hot summer months. They go the extra yard for you, the customer. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Looking for more customers? Running Boards Marketing is the leader in effective and affordable advertising on digital mobile billboard trucks. Just like this radio ad, digital mobile billboards will enhance your existing advertising efforts, making any marketing campaign more efficient and effective. Your brand message will be hard to ignore and highly impactful, with rates starting as low as $2.97 per month. Learn more by visiting runningboardsmarketing.com today. That's runningboardsmarketing.com and allow us to drive your message to where the people are. All right, but folks, um, I did want to mention something uh, Rudy sent to me. Bugaloosa High School has accepted a forfeit from Albany 
Uh, and uh, that means, again, there will be no game between Bugaloosa and Albany after, again, the shooting outside the, uh, the stadium at Bugaloosa a couple, a couple weeks back. Let me just say this. That's, that all you're doing is hurting the kids of Albany, okay? There's no way, again, that uh, Bugaloosa and the state are not going to make sure that, again, that stadium is safe. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was an incident that happened outside the stadium, not inside the stadium. Uh, security will be there, and it was supposed to be at a neutral site, but, again, Bogalusa deserved to have their home game. Uh, and I'm glad, that, again, the, the High School Athletic Association changed the ruling there to allow Bogalusa to be able to play uh, at home. But now Albany is saying that they don't want to go there, so they forfeited the game. And the only people they're hurting, again, are, are the coaches and the players. And it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Uh, cool head should have prevailed there. Um, you know, it, it, we live in horrible, horrible times right now in terms of crime. Uh, but only people that hurt are hurt on this one are the Albany football team. And that's unfortunate. Jude Young will have more on that next as, again, all access rolls right after this. My name is Eric Asher. Thanks so much for listening. I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank, again, all, all, the, um, uh, all of our sponsors. Go to uh, ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. And please continue to support those sponsors. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. I want to thank our listeners as well. Also, again, want to thank uh, Jimmy Smith and Matty Hudak for joining us in the program. Rudy back in studio producing. And uh, as always, New Orleans, it's been a blast. We'll do it tomorrow uh, once again. Uh, and uh, that'll happen starting at 4 o'clock right here on 106.1 FM. Leave it. For the dog catch of the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios.